Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That'll wake you up on a Tuesday morning. It's time you wake up anyway. In fact, you might just want to get up and stay up until USA Soccer takes the field, takes the pitch against Iran. It's coming up in mere hours. My stomach's growling and I'm nervous, so I'm not really sure what's happening right now in my stomach. (laughs) There's all kinds of emotions that are being contained in my stomach. However, it's going to be a good week. Would you like to know why? Well, then you better check out my Twitter. (laughs) I'm such an easy girl to please. I really am. It's the simple things in life. But as producer Jay just said to me, what are the odds? Well, I don't even think they come up with odds like this. It's so completely out of the stratosphere. It just... (laughs) Things like this don't happen. No. Things like this do not happen. And no, it's not that I got engaged because that's going to happen at some point. It's not like those odds are extremely high. (laughs) I even have to laugh at that myself. Not yet. That'll happen someday. And I don't know that I'll put it on Twitter, but this was worth putting on Twitter and Facebook. So check it out. A-Law Radio. You have to. You have to see it to believe it. Funny because... A man already responded to me with, you actually took a screenshot. Well, duh. If I said, now don't give it, Jay, you are the king of giving these things away. You're allowed to turn on your microphone. (gasps) How many times have you spoiled things when I'm trying to tease them and not give away the ending? All right, but that last one was pretty good. Uh, Okay, right. But three or four times you've ruined things. Mm. (laughs) Just keep your mouth, like zip it, please. And I'm saying that as nicely as possible. If I said to you, guess what? what, And I did say to you, I told you about it on the phone. You said, no way. That was your response. Oh, my gosh. Would you have believed me if I did not send you the photo? Probably not. Oh, I would have, but the photo just validates it. You know, you have to. You have to have have the photo. Right. So it's kind of funny that a guy made a joke about how I really took the screenshot. Well, of course, nobody would have believed me otherwise. And then people, I did tweet about it earlier on Monday, and people wanted the proof that a guy responded right away with pictures or it didn't happen. Of course. Well, I damn sure did take a photo, and it's now up on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. (laughs) That guy's a bozo. (laughs) I did not say that. Don't get me in trouble. I'm just saying is all uh, I had to wait until we were safely out of the zone for other people in the United States. See, I can't, I can't give it away. Just check it out on Twitter, a law radio on our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence. No, it has nothing to do with sports. 
And no, I didn't get fired. Though there are times when I wonder if that would make my week. I'm just I'm totally joking. <laughs> Jay, don't say anything. Keep your mic turned off. Okay. <laughs> we, okay. Okay. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Week 12 is now in the books. These Steelers, they're making progress, but they don't generally do anything the easy way. First and goal at the six. Picket under center. Najee gets the call. Najee threw a crack down to the goal line. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. For Najee Harris, number four on the year. And you hear the Steelers fans, and you see the terrible towel a-twirling. A five-minute, 31-second drive capped by Najee Harris. That was the good for Najee Harris. The bad is that he was on and off the field with what turned out to be an abdominal injury, or at least it was classified that way. In hockey, it would be an upper body injury. And he didn't play in the second half. So instead, the Steelers had to go to running back by committee. Now, I'm not telling you that's why their offense dried up to start the second half, but out of the locker room, three and out, three and out. They really struggled to find that same rhythm. After building a 16-3 lead, the Colts were able to rally pretty quickly in the second half. Taylor, the back to the left side. Ball to your hash. They give it to Taylor, and he's... Scrapes off a block, and he's in there. Touchdown, Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y for JT. He's got a rushing touchdown in three consecutive games, and the Colts have their first touchdown of the night. It's 16-9. It's a hell of a lot easier to score when you've got a kickoff return for 89 yards. Mike Tomlin was hot on the sidelines when that happened. Uh, They, of course, put a camera on him. It's interesting to me how the experienced coaches will often turn their heads or turn their backs or even put their heads down because they don't want their facial expressions or their lips to be read on camera. (laughs) So he he was hot. It doesn't happen all the time, but he definitely seemed to turn away from the camera after the 89 yard run back of the kickoff for the second half. And Jonathan Taylor gets into the end zone. Still blows me away when I hear Matt Taylor there on Colts radio that it's just his third touchdown of the year. And and fantasy football is is not real. It's it's fantasy. It's called that for a reason. But who would have thought all those fantasy football owners that drafted him number 1 overall, who would have ever anticipated that the Colts offensive line would be so bad, so bad this year. It's one of the burning questions about the NFL season. What the heck happened to the Colts offensive line? Now it's not all on them, let's be fair. When you go, let's see, seven and a half minutes with the football and you march the entire length of the field and you fumble it, quarterback and running back on an exchange, you fumbled on the one-yard line and then somehow your quarterback falls on the ball and yet doesn't recover the fumble, that is a gut punch. But that's where the second drive for the Colts went down the entire length of the field, only to end with a fumble that was recovered by the Steelers. But as I say, the Steelers struggled to move the ball, so they had a three and out and then gave it right back to the Colts. Four in the line, shotgun snap. They rush four, arching spiral into the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. Near sideline, caught in the back by Michael Pittman. Heavily covered on the play. It's a six-yard touchdown pass. And the coverage on the play by James Pierre. Touchdown that ties the game at 16 
with 16 seconds to play in the third quarter. Kevin Harlan on Westwood one, uh, and with the extra point, they didn't go for two. With the extra point, they were able to take the lead. So they rally from what was a two-score deficit uh, after the Steelers' offense stalled. But as I say, it was running back by committee. There were four different Steelers who carried the ball at least a half dozen times. And who had over 30 yards. Now, that does include Kenny Pickett. They come up with design runs for him. He's clearly a mobile quarterback. Uh, he represents a guy who can pick up yards in a variety of ways. It was kind of cool to see the way that Anthony McFarland stepped in and Benny Snell stepped up. Pickett's going to go shotgun wide side to his left. And Gunner's in the shotgun inside Deontay. They hand it off, and running left and getting to the end zone is Benny Snell Jr. His first rushing touchdown of the year, and the Steelers leapfrog back on top. Steelers win, baby. 24-17, man. Appreciate all y'all tuning in. Monday Night Football, your boy just got it in, man. Snell, yeah. Steelers, (laughs) let's go, baby, all the way. Snell, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? That's amazing. That needs to be his Twitter handle. Snell. Snell, yeah. That's on Benny Snell's Instagram. Bill Hillgrove on Steelers yes. Radio. So they answer. And and you can see Kenny Pickett growing up before the eyes of his teammates in Coach Tomlin's eyes. You can see how the experience, these games, even if it started out, well, his first full start was in Buffalo. So maybe we give him a pass on that. He's getting it. He's picking it up. And this is work that he will not have to do in season number two. He's getting better every week. And it's in a very natural way because of experience. Um, he's a competitor. He's smart. Um, but it's still a lot of meat on the bone. And, and it's just the process. Uh, but like I always say, he's good enough and we're good enough to win while that happens. And so we're not grading him or us on the curve. We acknowledge that he's very much in development. Uh, you can ask me next week, and I'll tell you, he got better in all areas again next week because with each snap becomes exposure and sharp guys, guys that are competitors, they grow from those things. We need people that run toward action, not away from it. And, and he runs toward it. We're all believing in what we're doing, and we're, we're showing up every day to work, and, and uh, you know, every guy in that locker room wants to win, and, and we're doing everything it takes to go out there and win, and we're leaving it out there. I think that's, that's if you have that, you know, you got a shot. So that, that's, that's a good starting point, and there's, there's a lot of things to clean up. But, you know, if we continue to build on the positives and, and clean up the negatives, um, you know, I think we'll continue to trend in this direction. I don't know how many people expected the Steelers to be a winning team, and by winning team, I mean a record above 500. Maybe there were some high hopes that got dashed relatively quickly. There is still hope for that. Definitely could at least put themselves in the playoff conversation. There are some very long odds for them to make the postseason, and maybe that's not the expectation anymore. But I do believe that the huge positive to come out of this is that the offense, not just Kenny Pickett, but Najee Harris, who's only in his second year, as long as he can stay healthy, I know he's been all off the field. The young receivers they've got, George Pickens. Think about the rapport. If, you, if you've watched Pickett and Pickens, oh, that could be a problem. If you've watched the two Ps, not OPP, but the two Ps, if you've watched them play together, you can tell they already have a rhythm. They already understand one another, and he looks for George, who's also a rookie. They get these early bumps in the road out of the way, and Pickett is able to absorb a lot of these reps and the experience. He goes into year two, where the expectations are naturally higher for the Steelers, 
with a lot of these growing pains in the rearview mirror. That's huge. And that's what Mike Tomlin's saying. Yeah, maybe they string together some wins. In the AFC North, it's it's not impossible to make up ground. The teams are relatively even. There's no intimidation factor there. And Kenny Pickett has shown that he doesn't get flummoxed by the moment. He doesn't lose his cool. Does he hit every pass? No. He airmailed a few last night. But if they can get kind of this rhythm and groove as an offense in real time, in real game action, there is great value in that. And I don't think they're sacrificing their potential to win, meaning they're not tanking by starting their rookie quarterback. No, he genuinely gives them the best opportunity to win. And no, it didn't work out at the beginning, and their offense is, let's just be honest, it's still a work in progress. However, there's no taking away from the fact, there's no denying the fact that you can see how they're moving forward, even if the wins or the winning record doesn't happen this year. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. For no other reason, we are so appreciative that the Steelers were put on Monday Night Football because it means we get more of primetime Mike Tomlin. Man, I'm just appreciative of, of having an opportunity to compete on Monday Night Football, man. All of us grew up on it, and it's just a part of the fabric of our society, man, and it's, it's an honor to participate in it and win. I'm appreciative of the efforts of the guys. Um, you know, we got a lot to work on, but we were good enough tonight to secure victory, and for that, we're thankful. Man, we got a short week. Got another road trip waiting on us, and so we got to sleep fast and do those things. I just, I, if one question, there are a bazillion things that I would love to talk to Mike Tomlin about, but my only question right now is, how do I sleep fast? I need that skill. I don't have sleeping as a skill, really, and I definitely can't sleep on planes or in cars or on buses. Just, I want to learn how to sleep fast. What's the secret to sleeping fast? Don't blink. I don't think that's the secret. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, one more from Tomlin. 172 rushing yards. After their top running back gets injured, 172 rushing yards? Sometimes you get battlefield promoted. guy like Benny Snell became a, a, a central part of what we were doing offensively, and he was still on punt team. He was still on punt return. He was still on kickoff. Um, Ant Max, the guy that's always waiting and working and waiting for his opportunity. And he did some things that we saw in team development in the preseason that make him a little bit different than some of the other backs, the things he's able to do in space, the screen game, the draw game. I just thought he was an asset to us. <laughs> battlefield promoted. Can I have that too? I want to sleep fast and get battlefield promoted. He makes it sound so glorious. Sounds like a good week. <laughs> I mean, not as good as the week I've already had, but yes, okay. Do you think Mike Tomlin would trade places with me because of, don't give it away. I think he might, honestly. <laughs> Something like this, yeah. He, we know he's a huge fan of vocabulary. It's even better that it happened in an uncommon fashion. I can say that right and not give it away. I think so. I think so. On Twitter, A Law Radio. Rob wants to know if it was the first time it happened. Yes, hell yes. First and only time it's ever happened. Jeff Saturday, his third game, third game with the Indianapolis Colts. 
Uh, and really, he felt like it was the first half, the slow start, an interception by Matt Ryan, then a pair of three and outs. That was the undoing, the unraveling. Obviously, it wasn't nearly good enough the first half, and uh, I think everybody felt it. Wait, you know, just just not nearly enough plays and really self-inflicted wounds, uh, which has kind of been the story the last two weeks against opponents that, you know, you feel like you have an opportunity and don't make enough to, to close it out. Disappointing. Um, it, it really is because I think the effort, the effort is good, uh, but our execution just hasn't been good enough. Matt Ryan gets blamed for a lot of this stuff, but I actually felt like, and I have felt this way for a couple of weeks now, he's a gamer. I know that he threw the interception. That was on him. Actually, if you watch the broadcast on ESPN, Troy Aikman blamed the receiver. I don't remember. It was Michael Pittman, I think it was, who stopped, who stopped. And instead of going toward the basketball, the, oh my gosh, I was just thinking this is what happens in basketball too. This is what we're taught. Touching um, the pumpkin. Okay, right. Let me go back to the football game. He, Troy pointed out that Pittman stopped moving toward the football. He was supposed to be moving toward the quarterback to prevent the DB from stepping in and grabbing that interception, but he didn't. He stopped doing it. He kind of stopped where he wasn't even backpedaled a little bit. That's what you're taught in pretty much every sport. You go toward the pass. You go toward the basketball. You go toward the puck. What you're trying to do is prevent someone else from stepping in as the ball is coming toward you or the puck is coming toward you. You go. You do it on the soccer field as well. Yeah, you're trying to step into it so that no one else can intercept it. Uh, and, and that's not what happened. So Troy seemed to believe that interception wasn't really on Matt, though he obviously threw it. Yes, the Colts are among the leaders in the NFL in turnovers. But according to Jeff Saturday, they're not making a quarterback change. Matt Ryan is the man. I, again, I, he's a gamer. And he's running. Looks like a flamingo when he runs, but he's he's running. He's flapping all over the place when he runs. Uh, the team has clearly responded, and they're playing hard. They're just not quite on the same page yet. It's it's still disconnected a little bit, and there are lots of issues that have nothing to do with the quarterback. But I I like what I've seen from them at least the last few weeks on Twitter. A Law Radio. Why it will be one heck of a week. Why I've been battlefield promoted. <laughs> I wish. And also on our Facebook page. Coming up, some QB news that has nothing to do with the Steelers or the Colts. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. 
Murray back to throw, and it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center, steps back, throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw, looking, firing deep go. for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown, yes. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hand off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. could go back and give you more from the Steelers and Colts quarterbacks, but we'll jump into the next big QB storyline from the AFC North. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Deshaun Watson has been cleared and reinstated by the NFL, and we knew he was practicing. He was in the facilities with the Cleveland Browns, but he is now slated to start week 13 against his former team, the Houston Texans, and Kevin Stefanski is publicly supporting him and believes that he will be good to go. Next step is is obviously uh, being out there, taking all the first team reps. Uh, he's been doing a nice job getting the defense ready with the scout team reps that he's gotten. Uh, so I think he's, he's done a nice job uh, with his time away, uh, physically staying sharp, mentally staying sharp. Uh, so I think he'll be uh, ready to roll. Sean spent a lot of time with his teammates. Um, I think they've all enjoyed having him back and and being a part of the team. And I think they're excited for him in this next step. I am thrilled for how Jacoby Brissett went out. Uh, They cut Josh Dobbs on Monday because they don't want to keep that many quarterbacks on their roster. Jacoby knew the drill. He knew what was being asked of him when he signed with, with the Browns. I think he was professional. He handled this challenging position with all kinds of uh, support for not just Deshaun Watson, but for the team and the team played hard for him. And we actually have their walk-off TD, the Browns against the Bucks, as one of our TD of the week candidates. Although I, I kind of feel like now we should have used the David and Joku because the skill factor involved in that one, not to mention the final 30 seconds, but yeah, the Browns and Jacoby were able to wrap up that particular phase of their season with a win. And it had to feel good for Jacoby Brissett, even as Deshaun takes over week 13 against Houston. All right, staying inside the AFC North, and this is a little off the beaten path, but John Harbaugh defending his quarterback after some offensive words were used on Twitter in response to a rude comment from a fan. Lamar Jackson, you know, you've been around him. He's got one of the biggest hearts of anybody I know. You, you all have seen him, the way he treats people, the way he treats kids, the way he treats the media, you know, and, uh, and he's also one of the biggest competitors I've ever met. So those kind of conversations, he takes very seriously, you know. So you get trapped sometimes by someone that's baiting you just a little bit, and you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't live there. It's not important. Oh, I appreciate that wisdom from John Harbaugh. He said, we talk about football a lot, but we also talk about real life. And you cannot live there. Twitter is not important. I tell them, stay off social media, especially after a loss. Fans are baiting you. And that's exactly what happened with this fan who didn't just make a comment about how the Ravens shouldn't 
re-sign Lamar, but also sent the tweet to him directly, hoping that he would see it, hoping that he would take the bait. Lamar did. It's a tough lesson to learn because it went viral, but I love that John Harbaugh supports his quarterback and speaks to his character and how this was not out. It's not character for Lamar, that this is not who he is on a day-to-day basis. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. The Jets have made their decision, at least for week 13, and they're sticking with the hot hand. We're going to go week to week. There's there's things that we'd love to see Zach uh, accomplish over the course of, uh, we'll call it a reset, but this is Mike White's opportunity. That doesn't change. So Mike's got an opportunity to go stack another uh, great day up uh, this week, and when we feel like Zach is ready to roll, he's going to roll. Everyone loves Mike. Um, I think everyone in the locker room really has a genuine appreciation for each other. But I, I think when you're having success and and the and it's rolling and it's crap weather and it's raining and it's it's fun. Football's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Crap weather, but it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And certainly the Jets were having fun. If you missed my conversation with insider Dan Leberfeld, he has the Jets Confidential magazine. I asked him why. Why do the fans, not the fans, sorry, why do the players respond to Mike White? Why do they enjoy playing with him? Because it's obvious how much they love to play with this guy going back to last season. You do not want to miss the answer. It's classic. So on our podcast, After Hours, AmyLawrence.com. And yeah, three touchdowns and a win later, the Jets are flying high. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Staying in the AFC where another team is flying high, the Jaguars got to see the best of Trevor Lawrence, the guy that everyone anticipated would step into the NFL. Oh, I'm here when he first was drafted as a rookie, number one overall. It didn't happen. Thanks, Urban Meyer. But we're now seeing that potential with a new coach and with weapons around him. He played well. He played tough, um, played smart, took care of the football. Uh, other than the one, you know, strip sack there at the end, towards the end, late in the fourth quarter. But I thought, man, I thought he played uh, played really well. Made some made some really big throws. Uh, took a step in the right direction. You know, as I mentioned after the game, and um, great for his confidence. You know, obviously, a win like that uh, and the way we won, um, I think, can just build more confidence within the team. For his part, Trevor says, "Quote: I've always been this guy." <laughs> I mean, there's a bit of a learning curve, even if you are Trevor Lawrence. But yes, we saw that at Clemson. That was why he was hailed and celebrated as a franchise savior. But there was a setback last season for a variety of reasons. He had more turnovers in one season than he's ever had in his entire career, his life combined. Going back to peewee football, for heaven's sakes. And so, yes, had to be good. I feel like this was a culture-building and confidence-building win for Doug Peterson and the Jaguars as he tries to reset uh, following what was the mess of Lawrence Lawrence's. I hate, I, I don't even like how people use it for me. Amy Lawrence's, no, no, Trevor's big, <laughs> big rally down the stretch. Just it so, it sounds so awkward. It's a little bit like Matt Ryan running. It just sounds very awkward. Josh Jacobs's. Ryan's is. Ryan's is. <laughs> Doesn't work. No. But why would you ever say Ryan's is? Like D'Amico Ryan's, maybe? Matt Ryan's is. No, dog. well, yeah, but Ryan is not plural in that situation. It would have Matt to be Ryan. something that already, ha- yeah, already right. has an S on the end, right? Or that sounds like an S. Lawrence's, because it sounds like a bit of an S sound. Jay, yeah. I lost him a long time right. ago. I, I Somehow there was a. 
There was a ship passing in the night at times. Uh, In the NFC South, Steve Wilkes already fielding questions about Sam Darnold and if he'll be the starter for the rest of the season. The rest of the season? They can barely go week to week. But here's Steve. My mindset all all year has been, you know, win the day. So in order to win the day, it's all about that game. So things can change. Uh, He is a starter for Seattle. And then I can't even really express on anything beyond that. I mean, you're asking a Panthers team that is trying to find its way out of a paper bag whether or not he's going to start the rest of the season. They've changed their quarterback three times in three weeks, and you want to know about the rest of the season? That seems like a long shot. You were going to get a straight-up answer. And so, instead, you get the answer about how we're week to week. They always come back. (laughs) Ew. You just ruined my entire... No, 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 you didn't. Monday morning's victory... I mean, I'm flashing you the V sign for victory right now. Monday morning's victory, it, it overshadows anything you might try to use to derail me, Producer Jay. So bring it. Let's go. Bring it on. All right. Finally, Matt LaFleur. See, these questions pull me away. Matt LaFleur was giving the update on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the re- uh, uh, Well, coming out of Sunday and the banged up ribs, remember Rodgers took himself out of the game, got checked, said that he was worried about a punctured lung, and then he fielded questions afterwards about whether or not he might sit the rest of the way. And Rodgers responds with, um, no. <laughs> anyway, so the questions are now for the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Is he starting if he's healthy? Matt, if he's deemed healthy enough to play, will he play? Yes. Duh. For the entirety of the final five games, or is that a conversation? Well, I think, you know, um, just you guys know how I work in terms of one day at a time, one game at a time. And so, um, you know, I know that he was asked about that yesterday and what he said. And um, we have never, we have not even gone down that that road. There's more to be done. So, um like I said, sometimes there's stuff that doesn't show up on, on all the scans. You just All I can tell you is he's feeling a little bit better. All right, so we don't have the full medical report on Aaron Rodgers. But even as we wrap up QB News, I will tell you about a post on our Facebook page in which a fan, and I believe he is a Packers fan, asked me whether or not the Packers should throw Jordan Love out there the rest of the way to see what they have and just bench Rodgers. Are you kidding me? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> but even just forget his, uh, no. Think about what you would be doing if you tried to bench a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Number one, you would embarrass him. You would embarrass him. And if there's nothing left in the season, if you truly think the season is over, which in the NFC, it's definitely not for the wild cards. I know there's some ground to make up now with the entire East being above 500. Why would you embarrass your two-time reigning NFL MVP and die on that hill? Because you would. You would ruin your relationship with Aaron Rodgers. You don't bench Peyton Manning. You don't bench Tom Brady. You don't bench Ben Roethlisberger, no matter how bad it is at the end of his career. And you do not bench Aaron Rodgers. There are some things you do not do. I understand Matt Ryan got benched, and, and I didn't love that move at the time. It came from above Frank Reich's head. He didn't love the move either. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I know he's not playing his best football. The Packers are. It's not entirely on Aaron. 
You cannot honestly believe in any world that it makes sense to bench Rodgers if he's healthy. He gets to make that decision. If Rodgers says, I can't play, okay. He has earned the right, like Kobe Bryant did at the end of his career. He has earned the right to decide if and when. Again, you don't bench quarterbacks or any players, really, who have earned that type of credibility and equity. And Rodgers has banked it. Rodgers has been the Packers for years. Even when they didn't have anything else around him, he still gave it everything he had. You don't bench Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how bad he's playing, and honestly, it's not like it's that bad. It's just the team is not winning. Could you imagine walking into that meeting room and trying to announce to your team you're benching Aaron Rodgers? Just... Oh, heavens. Sometimes, I don't think it'd be great. <laughs> you don't think it would go over well? I don't think it would go over well. Again, it'd be like taking the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Just no. No. Unless, of course, this fan wants to go in and announce to the Packers that they're benching Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. What are we doing next? What do you think? We had a buzzer beater in the NBA, which was kind of fun. Uh, we had, well... I mean, does anybody still care about the Brooklyn Nets? I was going to say, we had a big performance from Kevin Durant. Other than Jay, sorry. I know you care about the Brooklyn Nets. But do you think... Who cares? <laughs> Never mind. KD doesn't care about the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll, on, re- we'll, we'll regroup. Oh, your candidates for TD of the week, to be sure. With a bonus. I've decided we should add a bonus. It's After Hours with... It. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the power. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom steps undersaulting into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227.
Los Angeles Chargers. Eckler in the backfield, Herbert under center. Motion man is Keenan. Takes the handoff, rolling to his right. Looking for Eckler, has Eckler, and he is into the pylon. Touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler hits the right pylon for the score. He turns his shoulders to get the touchdown, and this is it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 20 seconds to play. The clock turns. Trevor drops. Fires toward the right corner of the end zone. That ball is caught. Caught. Caught from a touchdown in the right corner of the end zone. How good is that? Touchdown, Jacksonville. Marvin Jones, Jr. The Cleveland Browns. The Browns are going to try to run it in right here behind James Hudson. That's right. Hudson, the fullback, motion down the line by Harrison Bryant. Brissett underneath center. Second and goal. Tampa Bay was offside. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown. Nick Chubb. And the Browns are winners. The Las Vegas Raiders. Down to five on the play clock, gets the snap, hands off to Jacobs, stutters to the right, bursts through the hole, 20, 25, 30, he's off to the races here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him, 25, 20, 10, ball game, bye-bye Josh, 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week, touchdown Raiders, victory Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, it's just an ISO lead. It's a beautiful run. But I have nothing to say. (laughs) Now, those are our TD of the Week candidates, and we've already put the poll up, and we've already heard from a couple hundred of you. And so even in the early stages, I can't take the poll down and redo it, and I wouldn't anyway because it's not fair. And, you know, life is not fair, so we try to make it fair on a radio show. However, there is one other touchdown that I feel as though we've missed the mark, and this is not about... This is not on producer Jay, so I'm not criticizing him. If I had thought about it, I would have said, yes, the Nick Chubb touchdown was a walk-off winner, but this one, this one was the jaw-dropper. Two to the right, from the 12, back to pass. Here's Percent looking, firing, end zone. Oh, what a catch by Njoku! Touchdown! What a catch by the Chief! A touchdown! He put it up where only the Chief could get it, and he went up with one hand, only his left hand with the defender draped on him, and stared it in. What a catch by the Chief when you needed it the most. Oh, my goodness, Jim. Jim Donovan uh, and company there on Browns Radio. So in terms of skill, in terms of pressure, Nick Chubb can walk in from one yard out in his sleep, though, yes, it was a game winner. And that's generally where our thoughts start with TD of the Week. Is These were all game winners. Uh, but in retrospect, they wouldn't have been in overtime uh, if not for David Njoku. So let's just go ahead and make his TD catch the honorable TD of the week, but we'll pick a runner-up, if you don't mind. So, yes, on Cleveland Radio, Chubb's TD with Jim Donovan. Uh, On Jacksonville Jaguars Radio, it was Trevor Lawrence's coming of age, maybe, in the NFL. His touchdown pass to Marvin Jones, followed by the two-point conversion to Zay Jones. Go for two in the win, baby. Frank Frangie on Jags Radio. It's Matt Smith on Chargers Radio. The Chargers had the same idea. They were watching the Jaguars from earlier in the afternoon. And they also go for two. After Austin Eckler gets into the end zone, barely. 
Gerald Everett hauls in the two-point conversion with 15 seconds left. And then finally, and last but not least, in any stretch of the imagination, Josh Jacobs. He was hurt. He was hobbling. He actually didn't think he should be on the field. And yet, after a record-setting day, 303 yards from scrimmage, which is a franchise mark. It's also seventh most ever in NFL history. 86-yard walk-off? What? Amazing on, not Chargers, sorry, Raiders Radio with Josh Horowitz. Man, I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know, coming in, not knowing if I was going to play, you know, uh, looking the guys in their eyes, telling them, you know, that they're going to get everything they got out of me. Um, You know, they wanted, they didn't want me to finish the game, uh, but, you know, I kind of convinced them that, you know, I I could go. Um, And, you know, biggest play of the game happened after that. Josh Jacobs. I love the sound effect of the beginning. <laughs> Man, I mean. That's so great. 303 yards from scrimmage, but 229 rushing yards for a guy who felt like he wasn't 100%. Seattle had zero answers, as in the big fat goose egg. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, we're going to pivot a little bit. Oh, before we do that, I want you to vote for TD of the Week, please. Uh, lots of write in votes for David and Joku. I hear you. I see you on Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Can't take it down, but you can do the write-in vote. So go ahead and cast your ballot. Also, you have chosen the Ravens as the team that was most mortified, most miserable, most morose on Monday. We think it was a manic Monday for us. The Ravens were feeling it uh, compounded on and off the field. So that was your choice, 43% of the vote. There is no vote for Defensive Player of the Week. Why? Because your host has commandeered this category and decided it's my way or it's the highway. On the turn, opens it up wide. Here's Shaw once again in for Sterling. Trying to find the run of Mount Turner, the save. First save tonight from Matt Turner, an important one in first half stoppage. Timeout for a quarter. The life of the goalkeeper. The world of football is leveling out in a lot of ways. Um, teams have game plans. Teams have been investing in their youth academies over a number of years. Um, they have guys playing at top level all over the world. Um, so, yeah, when it's, I think the, the message is when you have one team that's bought into the same message, um, you can beat anyone on, on any given day. Love Matt Turner. Love what he's done in goal so far. I know that he is the one who gave a, the penalty kick uh, to Wales. Just an uh, awkward position. I don't want to say impossible because it's not, but it's unlikely that you're going to stop a PK against a player of the caliber that he faced in Wales, right? So he gets redemption, as did Walker Zimmerman, actually. And so the two American goalkeeper and defender tandem make up our defensive players of the week. Sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at Navy Federal. You may remember when manager Greg Berhalter announced the U.S. national team, he left off a a goalkeeper that 
surprised a lot of people. People were calling it a snub. He went with Matt Turner instead because he'd seen these guys play, not just in qualifying, but in practice, in their camps over and over. And Matt Turner certainly has stepped up to the challenge. Uh, That save against England that you hear on Fox Sports with John Strong, it came in first half stoppage time. And he not only dives, so Turner is diving to his right. His arms are outstretched, so it's like a Superman dive. His arms are outstretched. He knocks the ball wide. This is in the the final seconds of the first half. But there were other moments where you could really see his leadership and his experience, though not on this stage. Uh, Once the U.S. started pressing the attack, uh, they were very aggressive, which meant that the guys on the backside had to be even better at their jobs. And also Walker Zimmerman uh, had an incredible block on Harry Kane earlier in the game and actually was able to earn a little redemption redemption himself for the penalty that he incurred in their opening game against Wales. So that's why they are defenders of the week. 20 million people tuned in to see USA against England on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. I get it. People are on holiday. It's not quite the same. I implore you. I implore you, watch it today. Eight hours from now, U.S. men's national team wins against Iran and is into the knockout stage. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.